Go to Ephesians, please, fifth chapter. We've been on a series for a few weeks now that we're calling Filled with the Spirit. And our text is here in Ephesians 5 and the um, 18th verse. It said, Be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. Everybody said out loud, be filled filled with the Spirit. Spirit. He said, be filled with the Spirit, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. This is the lifestyle of a spiritual person, spiritual Christian. You can be a Christian and yet be carnal, flesh, feeling, emotion, reason dominated. Or you can be a spiritual Christian, one whose spirit has the ascendancy in your being. If you are, this describes your lifestyle. Filled with the Spirit, speaking to yourself. Did you know you need to talk to yourself? What do you need to tell yourself? You're a pitiful excuse. Uh -uh. What if you feel that way? Don't say it. Right? Man, I feel bad. Don't think I can hardly put one foot in front of the other. Let the weak say, I am so weak. What? Now you're laughing, but what are millions of Christians doing? No, what describes a spiritual man or woman's way of life? Speaking to yourselves, psalms, hymns. Now this is not talking about something just out of a songbook. Spiritual songs. These are songs that come by inspiration. Singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord and giving thanks. This is not supposed to be for a few minutes during praise time at church. This is a way of life. And the enemy will fight you on this. Oh, he... He'll bring thoughts and feelings and there's always some excuse why we're not going to praise the Lord right now. When we're at home by ourselves or we're, you know, day-to-day life. Got something else going, busy, occupied, can't right now, can't right now. And the enemy is fine with can't right now. Because enough can't right nows equals never. Can't right now, tomorrow can't right now, next day can't right now. Enough can't right now equals never. He knows that. But the flesh is wearisome. If you go by feelings, you'll want to slouch down, quit, (laughs) despair. If you do what you feel like do, sometimes you'd be crying. 
or complaining or something. But if you're doing that, you're being carnal. You're being flesh ruled, feeling ruled, emotion and reason ruled. And if you do that, it'll restrict your life. Tell me what a spiritual man or woman does. Speaking to yourselves. In what? Psalms, hymns. We got a book full of Psalms, 150 of them, right? Go back and read some of them. Sometimes David says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Is he talking to himself? He's talking to himself. When uh, the enemy got ziklag, David and his people's home and, and destroyed all their houses and stole all their wives and children and everything that they had. And even David's own men were talking about stoning him. They blamed him for it all. What the Bible said he did, he encouraged himself. In the, man, if you're always waiting for somebody else to encourage you, you're going to come up short from time to time. Is that right? You can blame them all you want to, but who said it was their job to encourage you? Thank God if he uses somebody to encourage us, but don't wait on them. You can encourage yourself. How do you do it? Put it back up. How do you do it? Speaking. So this is not just thinking. It's what? Speaking. Speaking. It's talking about right out loud. It's talking about making sounds. Speaking to yourself in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. And these, these are not sad songs. You're singing and making melody in your heart and giving thanks. How would you do it? You got a bad report. Somebody you thought was your friend let you down. You got a big need came up. You had no idea what was coming. You don't have any idea where the money's going to come from. What do you do? What do most people do? <laughs> yeah, I hear cry and I hear complaining. That's right. Cry and complain. Complain and cry. Feel sad. Feel bad. And how does that help you? Huh? <laughs> you cry and complain for a day and a half. You going to feel better or worse than when you started. It's a downward slide, man. Can you do something else? What could you do? What could you do? Speak to yourself. How would you do it? You got a giant bill came in. Had no idea. You don't know where the money's going to come from. What do you do? That's not right. That's not right. Where am I going to get that kind of money? People do it. Christians, saved people, they just spaz out and they just come apart. They get mad and they sue people and cut off, write people off of their list. And all that gives them ulcers, migraines, distracted and mad, not paying attention to what you do and run a red light, have a wreck. These things have happened. What could you do? You get the big bill. It hits you. Ooh. All right. What you do right now. What you do right now. Is going to make you or break you. 
You get a bad report. Not, it's not a clean bill of health. It's a bad diagnosis. What are you going to do? <laughs> I lost somebody right there. They're like, I <laughs> know oh, it's awful. No, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? You want to live? You want to die? You want to overcome? Or be run over? What do you do? Speak to yourself in psalms and hymns. Where you go? I got a big God. Yes, I do. (laughs) I got a big God. Yes, I do. He's bigger than a big bill. He's bigger than anything. I got a big God. Yes, I do. And it's easy for him to get the money in. It's easy for him to get the money in. It's easy for him to get the money in. I got a big God. Yes, I do. Something. Well, I'm not a singer. Yeah, you are. Doesn't matter what key it's in or if it's in five keys at the same time. If you just kind of wander around. That doesn't matter. What matters is that you don't yield to depression. You don't yield to fear. You don't yield to hopelessness. And you begin to declare the goodness of God, the greatness of God, the love of God, the faithfulness of God. David encouraged himself in the Lord. He talked to himself. He said, soul, why are you cast down? What are you doing? What are you doing? Come on, get up. Get up. Is that right? Praise your God. He is your help. He is your health. He is your saving countenance. Come on, praise him. He's brought you through a thousand times. He's going to bring you through this time. Go ahead and praise him. (laughs) Most people don't do that. The vast majority of Christians don't do that. How about here at Faith Life Church? We do that. We actually just do what the Bible said. What, what, what do you think? Just haul off and obey the Bible. <laughs> Glory to God. Glory to God. The Lord's plan under the new covenant. Now, one thing we're going to get into, I believe, as this goes along, there are significant differences between the old covenant and the new covenant. Some very big differences. And we're going to get into that as we go. But God's plan and will for every believer under the new covenant is that every believer is filled and ever being filled with the Holy Spirit. Every believer is to live this life of being filled with the Spirit, without exception. 
It's much misunderstood. There's a lot of ignorance about it. There's a lot of confusion. And we begin to get into some of the basics of it last time. I don't want to continue from there. Would you go please to, why don't you go to the book of Acts, the second chapter, and I'll just review just a little bit. You're going to Acts 2. The last time we spoke on this, we took you to Mark 16, where we read that one of the signs that would follow believers is that they would speak with new tongues. It's one of the signs that follows who? Believers. Believers. Just put it on the screen for us. You, you stay in Acts. Mark 16, what is it, 17 or 15? Let's start with 15 through 17. Go into all the world, preach the gospel to every creature. Keep going. He that believes and is baptized will be saved. He that believes not will be damned. Is all that true? And what? These signs will follow them that believe. In my name they'll cast out devils. Now should every believer, does every believer, whether they know it or not, have authority? In the name of Jesus. Every, Every believer. Every believer. What comes next? They who? Believers will what? Speak Speak with new tongues. Two big things that we mentioned to you last time about speaking with other tongues. Number one, it is for every believer. I know a lot of folks don't believe it. And I'm not saying when we get through that everybody in every denomination will believe it then. But it's the truth. I said it's the truth. Whether you believe it or not. And you'll find that the people who don't believe it don't speak in tongues. And so what do they know about speaking in tongues? They don't. And so you've got, I don't care, I'm not not judging anybody because with every one of us we need to watch that we don't water down the Bible to match our lack of experience. Just because you're not experiencing something that you see in the Word of God, do not accept some explanation why it's not for you or it's passed away or not for everybody, whatever. Believe God. Say, Lord, elevate my experience to match your Word. Help me come up. Don't try to bring the Word down to you. Let God bring you up to the Word. So don't, now don't, don't let this irritate you. If you don't speak in tongues, don't let this irritate you. And if you're going to say, well, well I have the, I'm born again and I, I have the Spirit. I'm not saying you don't. I said speaking with tongues is for every believer. Every believer. And uh, you say, well, can you be saved and go to heaven without speaking in tongues? Absolutely. But you miss out on so much. Absolutely. People say, well, I, I, if I'm born again, I have the Spirit, right? Yes. In fact, you're not a candidate to be filled with the Spirit and speak in tongues until you are born again. And there are people who have said, well, I ha- I've had an experience. I, I mean, the Spirit of God swept over me and I cried and I laughed and everything. I'm not trying to take anything away from you. But you could have spoken in tongues while that was going on. yeah you could you could have been speaking in tongues for years now if you'd have just yielded 
But if you don't believe it's for everybody, you don't know how to yield, that'll hold you out. One reason I know so much about it, held me out for years. I was a believer. I believed in being filled with the Spirit. My, my grandmother and her people were Pentecostal. I knew it was real. But I went years praying, begging, didn't receive. And I could have easily come to the conclusion, well, it's not for everybody. And I could have read somebody's book and accepted their explanation, explaining it away. Thank God. By his mercy, I didn't. He helped me. Hallelujah. If you'll stay open and humble yourself and admit you don't know everything. Admit you don't know much. And ask the Lord, Lord, show me what I need to see. Help me. Bring me up. He will. And it can happen so quickly. Speaking with tongues is for every believer. Every believer. I'm reading scriptures to you. One of the signs that follow believers is that they what? Speak with new tongues. And 1 Corinthians 14.5 says, I would that you all spoke with tongues. All. All. There's so many scriptures that talk about this. But let's go to the book of Acts. And let's look at the times people were filled and what happened with them. Not my theory, not yours, our opinion. The word of God. Acts 2. As we said before, looking in the book of Acts, for us, the church, should be like looking in a mirror. This is a record of the beginning days of the church, beginning years. The same church you and I are a part of, same, they preach the same Jesus, have the same authority, same great commission, go into all the world, same Holy Spirit. How many would agree? So we got the same Holy Spirit we're reading about in the book of Acts. Has he changed? Does God change? If we have the same Holy Spirit, the same gospel, the same Jesus, the same Great Commission, part of the same church, we should have the same experiences. We should have the same things. In Acts 2.4, verse 1, I said Acts 2.4. <laughs> what y'all laughing about? <laughs> verse 1, let's back up to verse 1. <laughs> when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all in one accord in one place. And uh, keep going. Suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. There appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire, and it sat upon each of them. Now, people would say, well... If you're going to say that everybody should speak in tongues, why not say that the wind should blow every time and you should see fire every time too? No, this was the day the Holy Spirit came. And you don't see that happening again when people are filled. Now, not to say it couldn't happen. Just recently... I heard of a situation where some people were being ministered to and wind blew in the room and the windows were all closed. 
And people got filled with the Holy Spirit. You don't want to say what the Lord can't do. (laughs) But you don't, I'm just saying, you don't see the wind and the fire the rest of every other time in the book of Acts when they were filled. Why? What's different about this? This was the day when the comforter who was sent came. And the day of Pentecost had prophesied that and foretold that. And notice that's how it says, when the day was fully come, then he came in, wind, fire. And it says, and there appeared to them cloven tongues like as a fire set upon each of them. Verse 4. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Everybody read that out loud with me. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now, I mentioned to you earlier that for years I struggled about receiving. I was a Christian for years as a young man who did not speak with tongues. I believed in it, but I kept not receiving. I prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed. And the thing that held me up was wrong believing, wrong thinking, and some pride, pride and ignorance. Boy, it's a bad pair. (laughs) Ignorance of that you receive everything from God by faith. And also that it's not the Holy Spirit who does the speaking. Read the verse again, verse 4. They were all filled with the, who was filled with the Holy Spirit? The 120. And began to speak. Who began to speak? The Holy Spirit began to speak? Uh Uh-uh. They began to speak. Who did the speaking? They did as the Spirit gave them utterance. He gives the utterance. We do the speaking. That's the thing I didn't get. I stumbled over that man. And some pride. I must have told a dozen people. Well, I'll tell you one thing. If you hear me talking in tongues, it won't be me. That's brilliant. It won't be me. What am I saying? My my heart was right. I'm not going to be phony. I'm not going to put on something. Well, that's all right. But I'm thinking wrong, thinking the Holy Spirit is going to control my vocal cords and my mouth. It's going to be Him speaking. Through me, like you would speak through a microphone or a megaphone. It's him speaking through me. This is wrong. That's not how it is. I see you need some help on that. 1 Corinthians 14. A lot of folks need instruction on this. This is not just theory. I experienced this personally, and I know what helped me. 
In 1 Corinthians 14, 14, it said, if I pray, unknown is added by the translators. Technically, it's not unknown to everybody. It's unknown to the speaker. If I pray in a tongue, the Holy Spirit's praying. Read the verse. What does it say? Is your spirit the Holy Spirit? Let me help you out. No. You're not the Holy Spirit. (laughs) He is in you. But you're not him. (laughs) If I pray in an unknown tongue, who's praying? You are. The speaking part is not supernatural. You have to use your tongue, your lungs, your vocal cords. You have to speak. You have to make the effort and speak exactly like you do. When you're speaking English or your known language. That's not the supernatural part. The supernatural part is where the utterance is coming from. It's not coming from your head. It's not coming from something you know. It's coming from the greater one who's inside you. He gives the utterance. We do the speaking. Come on, say it out loud with me. He gives the utterance. We do the speak. When I say we, I'm talking about who? You? So say it out loud. I do the speaking. And what if you don't speak? Then you won't speak. And you can pray and you can beg for years. I did. And be sincere. You must speak. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> My spirit prays. Go back to Acts 2. Well, I tell you, for, for time's sake, go on over to Acts 8. Bible said in the mouth of two or three witnesses. We're going to look at every instance. There's only like four or so that specifically talk about it. Do we have anything in common with the book of Acts? We're part of the same church. Same Holy Spirit. So how did the church get kicked off? With the arrival of the Holy Spirit. Then what happened immediately after that? They spoke with other tongues. You know, people tend to ignore this. Everything that follows, the rest of the book of Acts, Romans, Corinthians, Ephesians, on and on and on, all of that flows out of the day of Pentecost and tongues. The Corinthians are tongue talkers. The church at Ephesus are tongue talkers. The church at Colossae are tongue talkers. They're all at Philippi. They're all tongue talkers. And everything that happened in the church flowed out. It started with that. Now what you'll see if you know what to look for. And I recommend during this study that you take some time and read the book of Acts. And look for specific things. Seek and you'll find. You'll find what you're looking for. If you're not looking for it, you can go right past it. Not see it. Look for the gifts of the Spirit in the book of Acts. They're there. All nine of them are there. 
And we read from my father in the faith, Brother Kenneth Hagin, he said that in, after his, you know, at that time it was 50 plus years of ministry, he said, I found in my own personal life, the more I speak in tongues, the more of the other gifts of the Spirit I have in my life. The less I speak in tongues, the less of the other manifestations I have. It is the doorway. The tongue is, James refers to it as the bridle, as the rudder. We'd call it the steering wheel. And it's referred to as an unruly member. And if you yield your tongue to the Holy Spirit, You've gone a long ways toward yielding your life. Is it true? Because life and death is in the power of the tongue. He wants to be able to lead you and guide you. He wants to be able to manifest in you of the gifts of the Spirit. But you can't ignore this and just skip over this. If you won't yield to the speaking in tongues, then you're not going to yield to the others either. It's the doorway. If you don't believe that God can do something supernatural that way, you won't believe. See, people will take 1 Corinthians 12. Gifts of the Spirit are mentioned. And they try to turn them all into something natural. They say, well, gifts of healings, that's doctors and nurses. No, it's not. Thank God for doctors and nurses. But every one of these is supernatural. They say word of wisdom. Well that's you know being wise. And maybe you got a lot of education. No it's got nothing to do with that. Word of knowledge just knowing a lot. It is not knowing a lot. No it's not. And so then they say tongues and interpretation. That's the ability to learn other languages. No it's not. If one of them is supernatural. All of them supernatural. And like we said last time, people say, yeah, but you know, the Bible said tongues will cease. So then they decide, then they have. And you go back and read the rest of the verse. It said knowledge is going to pass away. Right? How you pull one of them out of the middle and say that's already happened, but these other haven't happened. You got your timeline all messed up. There will come a time when tongues will no longer be necessary. What happened at the Tower of Babel where languages were split up is going to be undone. Everybody will be able to understand everybody. They communicate. And these won't, it won't be necessary for them to be divided. But right now they are. Acts 8. And verse 5. Now this happened. Scholars tell us. I can't tell you for sure if they're right or not. That this happened about eight years. After the day of Pentecost. Philip went down to the city of Samaria. Preached Christ to them. The people with one accord gave heed to those things which Philip spoke, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. Now skip on down to verse 14. When the apostles which were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, let's just stop. If they've been preached to, they heard it, they believed it, they received it, are they saved? Yeah, they are. They born again? Sure they are. They heard the gospel. They've seen miracles. They've been in amazing meetings. They believed it. They received the word of God. They received the preaching and they received Jesus who is the word of God. But they sent to them Peter and John. Keep going. 
who when they were come down prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. And so, well, I thought you, you got all the Holy Spirit there was when you get born again. Well, you thought wrong. <laughs> You've got, if you want to do a good study, study on the Spirit within versus the Spirit upon. Same Holy Spirit. The new birth is the Spirit within. And the scripture said, tarry until you be endued with power from on high. Jesus said, he'll come on you. Power will come on you. And that's what happened on the day of Pentecost. He came on them. Jesus had already breathed on them. You remember that? And said, receive the Holy Spirit. You remember that? That's before the day of Pentecost. Did they receive what he ministered to them? Did they believe he had been raised from the dead? Yes, that's what's required to be born again. And he's also given them the great commission. But he said, wait, don't go yet. Until you be endued with power from on high. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Say it out loud, the spirit within. The The same spirit. spirit upon. Upon. The spirit upon is not for the new birth. The Spirit upon is for power to be a witness in life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. (laughs) Verse 14. They sent Peter and John to him. What did they do? When they were come down, they prayed for him that they might receive the Holy Spirit. Why? For as yet he was fallen upon. What? Didn't say he wasn't in them. He had come upon none of them, only they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. They've heard the gospel, they believed it, they received the word of God, they've been baptized. Are they saved? Yes. Yes. So is that the end of it? No. No. They need to yield further to the same spirit they're born again of. They need to yield the steering wheel of their life. They need to yield by faith their tongue. Keep reading. They laid their hands on them. And they received not Jesus. They've already believed on Jesus. They received the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Can you say amen? Amen. Verse 19. Well, Well, back up to verse 18. Simon saw that through laying on of the apostles' hands, the Holy Ghost was given. He offered them money. What did he see? What did he see that convinced them? Do you suppose it was something like what they saw on the day of Pentecost? They were filled with the Spirit and they spoke in other tongues. Now, it doesn't say specifically that they did speak in tongues, but it doesn't say they didn't. And we're going to see in a moment that it's, it should be pretty obvious that they did. Ninth chapter, talking about Saul, 9.17, Ananias went his way, entered into the house, putting his hands on him, said, Brother Saul, the Lord even Jesus that appeared to you in the way as you came, sent me that you might receive your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Now is Paul born again already at this point? Yeah, he is. He met Jesus personally. 
on the road to Damascus. And then he said, who are you, Lord? Lord? Didn't know who he was, but he knew he was Lord. (laughs) And so uh, then, you know, he lost his sight temporarily. But then the Lord sent Ananias that he would be filled with the Holy Spirit. And immediately there fell from his eyes as it had been scales, and he received sight forwith and arose and was baptized. Now it doesn't say in this passage that he spoke with tongues, but we know he did. Somebody said, how do you know he did? Because he said in 1 Corinthians 14, 18, I thank my God I speak with tongues more than all of you. And he's talking to the Corinthian bunch. That needed direction and correction. On speaking in tongues at the wrong time. When did he start speaking in tongues? It wouldn't have been before this. It's reasonable to think. He started when everybody else did. Paul spoke in tongues. A lot. If he spoke in tongues more than that bunch. He must have got up speaking in tongues. Went to bed speaking in tongues. Hallelujah. Go with me to the 10th chapter. I just got two more of these. Can't You got time for it? Then you'll have comprehensively in the book of Acts looked at these accounts. It's not what you think. It's not what I think. What does the word say? What's the spirit of God telling you about this? In the 10th chapter, the 44th verse, Peter By a supernatural experience, you see the gifts of the Spirit all in this. Trance, he saw things, he heard things. And he's preaching to people that his folks thought you would never preach to. And uh, so you see prejudices crumbling and falling. Isn't that great? Just in one fell swoop. They'd figured these folks, you know, they deserve to go to hell. (laughs) But no... (laughs) The Lord loves them. And uh, while he's preaching the gospel to them, the Holy Spirit fell on all them which heard the word. Now, let let me back up a few verses. Back up uh, verse 41. He's talking about Jesus. He said, not to all the people, but to witnesses chosen. Talking about seeing Jesus they ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. So he's talked to them about Jesus, who he was, what he did, and that he has risen from the dead. How do you get born again? Come on, help me out. How do you get born again? You believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. So at this point, they have heard enough to be born again. Verse 42, he commanded us to preach to all the people, testify, it's he which is ordained of God to be judged of the quick and the dead. To give all the prophets witness that who, through his name, whoever believes in him shall receive remission of sins. They've heard it. They've heard what to do, right? You believe it. You receive it. Verse 44. While Peter yet spoke these words, they've heard enough to be born again. Now, when we say that being filled with the Spirit happens after you're born again, don't suppose we're talking about any length of time. It can be two milliseconds after you're born again. 
while he is telling them about Jesus being raised from the dead. And if you believe it and receive it, you have remission of sins. Obviously, a lot of people believed it right then where they were sitting. And immediately, the Holy Spirit did what? Not just in them. On them. Hallelujah. Keep going. They of the circumcision which believed were astonished. Why? What did they see? As many as came with Peter because they on the Gentiles. Not the Gentiles. Yes. The Gentiles. Somebody say thank God. Because it's talking about us. On the Gentiles was poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost. Nothing said about them getting righteous enough or getting good enough or getting their life together. And it took a while. When you're born again and you're washed by the blood, you're qualified. Why? For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Hallelujah. So it says specifically in this text, they did. They spoke with tongues. And they magnified God. Said out loud, they spoke with tongues. Now who spoke with tongues? They heard the Holy Spirit speaking with tongues. No. They heard them speak with tongues. Now we know the Spirit of God was giving them utterance. But it wasn't him speaking. It was them speaking. And him giving utterance. Go to the 19th chapter please. Now it said that this is some 20 years. After the day of Pentecost. Here in chapter 19. Chapter 19 and verse 1. It came to pass that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul, having passed through the upper coast, came to Ephesus. Now there is a book called Ephesians. Right? Our text comes from there. Is that right? Be fair with the Spirit? Speaking. This is where that church started. How did it start? Same way the church at Jerusalem started. Getting filled with the Spirit, speaking in other tongues. And when Philip and others went out and preached, same thing happened there. They got born again, they got filled with the Spirit, they spoke in tongues. Then they got Cornelius and his bunch, they got born again, they got filled with the Spirit, they spoke in tongues. Ephesus, they got born again, they got filled with the Spirit, they spoke in tongues. What's supposed to happen in Sarasota? Branson, what's supposed to happen? Preach the gospel. Get born again, get filled with the Spirit, speak in tongues. I know millions don't believe it, and I feel for them, because they don't know what they're missing out on. God is no respecter of persons. Doesn't play favorites. We'll talk more about that in a minute. He came to pass while Apollos was at Corinth. Paul, having passed through the upper coast, came to Ephesus. He found certain disciples. He said to them, have you received the Holy Spirit since you believed? And they said, oh, Paul, don't you know when you get born again, you do receive the Holy Spirit. And that's all there is. (laughs) No. Say it out loud, everybody. Have you received received the Holy Spirit Spirit since you believed? Why would you say that? Because in the new birth, It's Jesus you receive. 
as your Lord and your Savior. And the Holy Spirit baptizes you into the body of Christ. Well then, as soon as that happens, you're supposed to receive the Holy Spirit. And Jesus, the head of the church, baptizes you. He is the baptizer in the Holy Spirit. And all it's, it's exactly like the new birth. It's simply a matter of receiving by faith and acting by faith, which in this case is speaking. You believe you receive, and by faith you speak. Well, let's see what happened here. They said we hadn't so much as heard whether there be any Holy Spirit. Now he knew, uh-oh, what, what did you hear? What, what's been preached to you? He said, oh, how were you baptized? Under what? They said John's baptism. He said, oh, okay. All right. You ain't heard about Jesus. They were disciples, but they were John's disciples. Then said Paul, John verily baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying to the people they should believe on him, which should come after him, that is on Christ Jesus. What needs to happen with these guys? They need to be born again. And when they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus, period. Stop. Are they saved? They heard the gospel. They believed. They're baptized. Are they saved? Yes. It's at the end. And, so it's not the end, and, (laughs) now we need to back up because people fight this and they're confused about it. People say, well, you get the Spirit when you're born again. Yes, you do, but that's not all there is. I, I prayed and I had a glorious experience. I'm glad for you, but if you'll yield to the Spirit, you'll speak in tongues. Yes, you Every believer. When Paul had laid his hands upon them, the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit came on them. And what happened? And what happened? They spoke with tongues and prophesied. Now people say, well now see there, see there, see there. They prophesied and we know everybody's not a prophet prophesying doesn't make you a prophet. There's just so much confusion about these things. And 1 Corinthians says you may all prophesy. It says the same thing about that as it says about tongues. And people stop and they say, now I know that's wrong. I know that's wrong. Everybody's not going to be predicting the future. It didn't say everybody predicting the future. There's just a whole lot about prophecy you don't know. The reason why you would say this like this is because it's the same flow. Speaking with tongues is speaking in an unknown tongue by inspiration. Prophecy is speaking by inspiration in a known tongue. It's the same spirit. It's the same flow. One's in a tongue you know. One's in a tongue you don't know. It's the same flow. If you think you can't do it, you're wrong. In the book of Revelation, it says the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. If I pointed to you and said, come up here and prophesy, a lot of folk could go, oh, no, I'm not a prophet. Got nothing to do with being a prophet. But what if I said, come up here and testify about what Jesus means to you? Could you do that? Come on, don't. it's not a trick question. Could you do that or not? 
Come up here and testify about what Jesus means to you. Now, if you came up and you did some kind of staid, rote thing that you memorized, it wouldn't be prophecy. It wouldn't be anointing. But if you begin to share out of your heart and utterance begin to come, you're not thinking it up. It's just flowing out of you while you talk. That's prophecy. That's simple prophecy. And the effect of it is that it edifies, it exhorts, and it comforts. No foretelling, no future telling. It builds you up, it encourages you, it comforts you. It's not just natural. Have you heard somebody testify and it was anointed? Hmm? It was more than just them talking, then there was an element of prophecy in it. Yeah. Inspiration. Speaking by inspiration. Paul laid his hands on them. The Holy Spirit came on them. What happened? What happened? They needed to hear about Jesus. They got baptized. Then what happened? He laid hands on them. After that, the Holy Spirit came on them. And what happened after that? They spoke with tongues and prophesied. Same flow. One's in a tongue you know, one's in a tongue you don't know. Same Holy Spirit. Glory to God. Now people have taken the Bible. They've made all kind of excuses. They've said, well, yeah, but it's not for this and it's passed away and it's all this and it's all that. We are the same church. We've got the same Holy Spirit. Come on, y'all with me or not? He's doing the same kind of things. If we'll yield to Him. If we'll respond to Him. Thanks be to God. Hallelujah. Go with me to Luke 11, please. Thanks be to God who gives us the victory over confusion. Is that right? Over ignorance. Now, if you weren't here, we got into some detail last time about what the Bible calls divers or different kinds of tongues. And sometimes people say, well, they're they're quoting a verse that applies to a different kind of tongue. And they try to apply it to everything. For instance, it says, you know, do all have the gifts of healings? Are all apostles? Do all speak with tongues? Do all interpret? The answer is obviously no. But he's talking about ministry. There are sign tongues, like what happened on the day of Pentecost. They spoke with no interpretation, but people heard them and understood them, like they were speaking their language. That's a sign tongue. There is ministry where there could be an utterance in tongues, and also it's interpreted. Not everybody's going to be used that same way. But then there's what I'd call personal, private tongues. And the Bible said you can speak to yourself and to God, and you build up yourself on your most holy faith. Praying in the Holy Spirit. This is for every believer. It's one of the signs that follows believers. Some people are concerned. Well what if I. I don't want to get something wrong. What if I get some kind of wrong spirit. (laughs) The enemy does everything he can. To hold you out and keep you out. That's why I had you go to Luke 11 right now. Luke 11. Luke 11. And verse 9. I say to you, Jesus said, ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, 
And it shall be open to you for everyone that asks receives. He that seeks finds. To him that knocks it shall be open. If a son shall ask bread of any of you that's a father, will he give him a stone? If he ask a fish, will he for a fish give him a serpent, a snake? If he ask for an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? If he asks for something good, is he going to get something bad? If you then, being evil and natural, if you know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him? Hallelujah. You need to have no concerns about getting something wrong. You need to be born again. That's it. And then if you are, you're ready. Ready to receive? Ready to yield? Let me share a little more detail about my own experience. My grandmother spoke in tongues. My mother spoke in tongues. I had an aunt who's a Pentecostal preacher who spoke in tongues. And I knew it was real. And I knew my grandmother, you know, lived an amazingly holy, good life. And I knew she had visions and dreams. She had manifestations of the Spirit. I knew it was real. I knew it was real. And so when I began to get a little older, uh, at this point I'm about 18, I wanted this. Somehow or another, I knew I needed it. I'm beginning to sense there's a call on my life. But I had no idea I was supposed to preach. I hadn't got that. I just, there was something, something. I'm dissatisfied with where I am and what I'm doing. And there's something more. I can just sense it in my, in my heart. Thank God there was more. But how do you find it? How do you get to it? I prayed the best I knew how. And it just seemed so shallow. Because with your understanding, how are you going to pray about what you don't know about? How are you going to pray about the future? How are you going to pray about the plan of God that you don't have a clue about? Would God give some people the ability to pray about this supernaturally, but others who need it just as bad as they do? He said, no, no, that's passed away for you. That's not for everybody. People have believed lies. You need this. Somehow I, I knew I needed this. But we'd have revivals. I would go to the altar and tarry and tarry, sometimes for hours, meant well. Other folks with me, they just, that's all they knew too. And this went on month after month and year after year. And, and you've heard me tell about Phyllis and I got married and she's Catholic and all this was strange and new to her, but she kept seeing me go down and tarry and she knew I was hurting for this. And so she said, well, maybe, maybe I'm, I'm holding him back some way. You know, I, I'll go down to the altar. So she went down to the altar. Before the night's over, she's talking in tongues. And I just said, whoa, Lord, how's this fair? <laughs> it's got nothing to do with fair. It's got nothing to do with who you folks are, how you grew up. Come on, are y'all listening? But remember what I had told you before? If you hear me speaking in tongues, it won't be me. Then we won't hear you speaking in tongues. But I didn't see how how badly I was missing. 
There were times the Spirit of God had come on us. The presence of God would be so strong. One night we were tearing. Men were around me praying. And, and I heard a guy fall over. And I heard another guy fall over. Heard another guy fall over. Another guy fall over. And the presence of God was so strong. I, could, I was draped over the altar. And I couldn't raise my head. The presence of God. And I'm hollering, oh God, give me the Holy Ghost. Oh God, please. Give me the Holy Ghost. Didn't have enough sense. He's all over me going, hey, I'm here. Hello. But I keep thinking he's going to make me speak or kind of take me over and speak through me like you'd speak through a speaker on the wall. That's not how it works. Come on. Did you see the scriptures? They heard them speak. Did you read that? Did you hear that? Who was speaking? Didn't say the Spirit of God was speaking. People have added that. They put that in there. They were speaking. The Holy Spirit is giving utterance. The ability to do it. Finally, I got a hold of a little book. Brother Kenneth Hagin wrote a book called Seven Steps to Receiving the Holy Spirit. I read it, and at the end it said, you know, ask the Father with this passage right here. He'll give you the, if you be an evil, know how to give good things to your children, how much more will your Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask Him? Ask Him. Believe you receive. And then by faith, speak. I read it and kind of shook my head and thought, uh, because see, we're Pentecostal. More experience oriented. And um, so a thought came to me. I know it was the Holy Spirit. See, he's in me already. I'm born again. A thought came to me. And he said, you've tried everything else. And I had. They had said to me, if you'll do this, you'll get filled with the Holy Ghost. And so I did it. But I didn't. If you'll do this, if you'll try, shave that mustache off. So I did. Didn't help. Other things. Suggestions. People meant well, but. And so I said, Father, I thank you. I'm, I'm a child of yours. I believe in you. And I ask you to fill me with your Holy Spirit. And by faith, did you hear these words? By faith, I believe I receive him. So if you keep waiting on him to do it, you're going to miss out. So he's already come. He's already here. By faith speak. And so it said speak. He said in the book, now you got to speak. No, 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 I can't be that easy. Because see, when sister so-and-so got filled, she saw a bright light. And then brother so-and-so got filled. He fell under the power and rolled under the bench. Was there for 30 minutes. And and you may have an experience. But you're not told that you will have it. What you do see is you'll speak in tongues. But then thank God he was in me. He brought it back up to me. What, What brother Hagin put in his book. He said you won't. The scripture says when you speak in tongues. No man understands him. You're not qualified, these are my words now, you're not qualified to know whether you're speaking in a proper language. It talks about the tongues, languages of men and of angels. There are languages on the earth. If you heard them, you'd think that's not a language, but it is. 
And what are, what are angelic tongues sound like? You have no clue. So you're not qualified to judge it and see if it sounds right to you or not. Don't listen to it. Don't analyze it. The key is by faith speak. And if you'll do it. So it came back to me. I'm standing there in our little mobile home by myself. And, and the thought came to me again. You've done everything else. Yes. Nobody's around. Nobody can hear me. I started again. And I prayed in the Spirit. And prayed in the Spirit. And the more I did, the better it was. And the longer I did, the stronger it got. Oh, hallelujah. And that night I prayed some more. Spoke some more. And spoke some more. And that's been decades ago. And I'm still speaking. <laughs> hallelujah. Hallelujah. I spoke in tongues for hours today. It's a way of life. Hallelujah. And while you're doing, you begin to touch on things. You begin to see things. You begin to get things. It's the key. It's the doorway to the rest of the gifts of the Spirit. Word of knowledge. Word of wisdom. Discerning of spirits. It's the key. But if you won't yield to this, then you're not, you're not likely to yield to the other. It goes together. Same Holy Spirit. Different manifestations. Just one self-same Holy Spirit. This ministry has been brought to you today free of charge by the partners of More Life Ministries and Faith Life Church. If you would like to help send this word to others at no charge, you can become a word sender today. For more information, visit our website at morelife.org.